Do you remember when we had that whole kerfuffle when we first started about like working out how to sync and stuff, like clapping or using the clock or whatever? <laughs> Hello and welcome back to another episode of FPL by Dummies with your hosts Cam, myself uh, and my favourite two dummies, Tom and Josh. Uh, we are in the middle of the international break. Uh, Israel have thumped Austria 5-2, the highlight of the, everyone's week, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, we thought we'd come back just to, as a little filler podcast to talk about something that we did briefly mention last year, but um, the FPL rule changes. So um, yeah, how are you boys doing anyway? Good, yeah. Just bored in the international break, to be honest. <laughs> Um, yeah, thankfully there's some golf on and the weather's been nice. I've been able to go outside and like see other people, which apparently people do when they're not watching football. Um, <laughs> anyone? Anyone watch the, the Grand Prix? Uh, I'm sure Mr. Med did. I didn't actually know. I just, I, my, no, my how week awkward. Been, no, I know. That's a bit awkward, isn't it? Um, yeah, my week's been filled with moving house, which has been pretty depressing. I, I just didn't realise how expensive everything was. Um, yeah, that's that's honestly got the most depressing thing. I've, I was literally walking around <laughs> places like, oh, by that, I think, and this will be there'll be people who listen to this just thinking a bit of a knobhead. But I went, I went to like um, a sofa store the other day, and uh, I was like, my mum, I was, I was going around, mum, obviously my mum, sofa uh, bed shopping. I was like, oh, how much do you want to spend about that now? Like 200, 300 quid? She just laughed at me. She's like, yeah, good one, that. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, um, me, and, me and my now wife got uh, married this summer. Um, so thankfully, we've had the joy of uh, everyone else buying things for us, so we haven't had to uh, splash too much out. But those things are so expensive. Like, I feel like I've got the raw end of the deal. I'm having a baby, and no one's buying shit for me. Like, <laughs> they're all buying shit for the baby. It's like that's your this fault. isn't fair. That's your own choice. Yeah, obviously, they can get married. I guess that's your own choice too. So, yeah, yeah a new moving house. That's your own choice too. So. Well, no, one, no one's bought me anything. I've had to buy my own stuff, but I've just had to take out a mini mortgage for absolutely everything else I'm putting into a little house, so only a tiny little piece of shit as well. Yeah. Anyway, um, should we get down down to rule changes? Yeah, let's do it. So the, the general premise is, is that we're going to talk about uh, some rules we might want to get rid of, uh, some rules that we might think would be good additions to the game, uh, or rules that we'd like to keep but we'd like to tweak slightly um, and yeah we think they would work better in another format so uh, we put out a bit of a, a, a it wasn't a poll was it Tom it was just asking for people to give us ideas because we couldn't yeah. be able to come up with them ourselves <laughs> yeah I mean I think we do have some of our own but um, yeah we we've asked the masses and uh, they've duly responded with uh, what they think needs to be done to the game to make it more enjoyable for all so um yeah, do you want to take it away with the first one? Yeah, well, do you want to start with, do you have any that you would like to add or change to the game? I've definitely got one. You know what mine yeah, is. Yeah, I'll, so. give, it, I'll give it a captain's. Oh, okay. Stunt, 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 <laughs> that's my thunder gone, isn't it? So. <laughs> is that also yours? I hate it. I obviously hate it with a passion. Okay, good. Well, that's I mean, fine. That's yeah, good. Can... I'm glad we agree. Like, we can just rant about how much we hate captains and people have to listen to us. I mean, obviously, <laughs> they... they could turn off the podcast or skip forward and they probably they, just they have. Are inc- but... They are incredibly frustrating captain picks, but I do kind of like them as part of the game. Like, no. it is a very much a love-hate relationship because, yeah, some days it's absolute, you're, you're absolutely laughing. Like, you captain Salah at home to Watford and he scores three and gets an assist. Or was it four? He scored something like that. And he gets you 50-odd points. Um, and then there are other days, like Tom had last week, where you captain Bruno with the, the 
plum fixture of the weekend and he gets a booking for running his mouth as usual and he only gets you two points. So um, it is a very up and down, but I do quite I do quite like them as part of the game. Do you know why I don't? And it's because of two disgusting words called effective ownership. And it means that even if I pick the best captain of the week, it also means every other dog, son, brother, wife, daughter, some bloke that probably lives, you know, three million miles away on Mars has fucking captained the same person I have. So when I captain Salah at Watford and he scores two goals, an assist, um, I don't know, somehow manages to get some extra bonus points as well. Um, it means that the effective ownership is like 198% and I've made 0.1 point of my 50 point haul that I've just absolutely smashed with Salah. Whereas, if does, I just... does that make a difference though whether captaincies are in the game or not? Because the thing is people will still have Salah and so we'll still get the benefit of the points he scored. But it does, but then it, only because the like, thing is, if everyone's captaining Salah, then does that really make a difference? Like, I don't know, but at least then it's like at his actual ownership a bit more. So I know, obviously, so for example, the problem you get is if everyone captains him, then obviously it doubles it, but then people triple captain, so then that affects it even more. And it's just, it just captains itself, and it just takes so much. Like last week, I didn't have a bad game week, I just picked the wrong captain. If I picked the right captain, then I've had just as good a game week as everybody else. And it's like, it just pisses me off that. I generally do pretty shit on my captain's picks. It's too much variance for me. Like, you could spend your whole season picking Salah and Fernandez, like, alternatively at the wrong times, and someone else could do it at the right, and they'll get 150 more points for you. But that's pure. Like, that is luck. Like, unless you want to say, like, I sat down, like, I did some research on the way the Watford play, and I realised that they're left back, left back, in plays when they're playing down the right hand side, likes to step up slightly more, which will allow Salah through the middle as a like unless you're going to be some analyst who's going to sit there and like break down piece by piece why um Salah's going to outscore Fernandez, then like yeah. And so I'll be like, yeah, but that's what I do. I'll be like, yeah, but that's what betting markets are for. And they are agreeing that it's extremely close. So for me it's just like you're just guessing at that point, as to who's going to perform more. And to have such a big variance for me, like, you know, 30-point swings for, like, Fernandez versus Salah, that's just ridiculous for me. Um, so I would just love to see it gone, um, just so that you can, yeah, there's there can be some fun in the game. Like, yeah, have some, have some like, chips and stuff. But every single week, having that amount of variance, I just don't think it's, like, particularly fair. Well, it would be interesting to get the, the views of our our huge listenership to see what they think, because to be honest, I'm, I'm quite surprised that it's your that's your boy's opinion. Obviously, I've known it for the past year or so since we last talked about it, but um, I would be curious to see if there is anyone out there who agrees with you. And this is not me like rubbishing your opinion, just I, I say you're the only two that have spoken to it, first of all, so to, to hear that opinion. But yeah, I don't know, either people kind of tweet us off the back of this podcast or maybe we put a poll out this week and see how many people are a fan of captaincy versus not. It'd be interesting. My mum's going to be coming for you. She's going to start, <laughs> she's going to start tweeting you in like, what the fuck, Cam? I fucking hate I captaincy. Cap- like captaincy shit. <laughs> why, would you even, why would you even suggest otherwise? Yeah, she's coming for you. Miss- Sorry, Miss Ned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, have you got any others that you personally would change? There's been some good suggestions, to be fair, of ones that I didn't even think about. And so I can jump straight on those if you don't. Yeah, or do you just, love, do you do, just, do you just absolutely love the game as it is? No, there, there, there's so you're lots a of things that would change, but um, yeah, I don't know. They're not coming to me right now. So let's let's talk to talk about what the uh, people have suggested. Okay. Um, well, 
I think um, I'll, we'll start with the one that I really like the idea of was adding a new chip. Um, this was from suggested by FPL Ream, um, and it takes off. It's taking from the Euro Fantasy that a lot of people did over summer, and it's adding a limitless chip. And basically, the idea of the limitless chip, if you didn't play Euro's Fantasy, is that you get unlimited amounts of money and you get unlimited amounts of transfers, and you can basically build yourself a dream team for one week and one week only. Um, it was really, really fun in Euro Fantasy when you've got like just whoever the hell you want in your team, pretty much. And it was really exciting where you could just, and it just made the game really, really fun. Um, and it was also the week that I went to fifth in the world after using that chip, so I really liked it. <laughs> uh, agreed. Just change the free hit to be a limitless. Absolutely. Free hit is that, but it's just got a constraint. I don't know why. Like, let's just make it a bit more interesting and have a have a like complete free. Yeah, I think the nice thing about it as well is like the problem with the free hit at the moment is you get a free hit with how much team value you've got. So people can actually take advantage of that if they've managed to build up bigger team value than other people. So. That's another and people would argue that's part of the game, but like, sure, but at the same time, I I think it's just like for the amount of difference it makes, I just think it'd be more interesting to just see those teams that have got Kane, Lukaku, Ronaldo, um, De Bruyne, Salah, like all in the same in the same team. That'd be absolutely awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I it was one of those that I don't have any immediate objections to. It'd be interesting to see how it worked. Um. Because, yeah, I don't know that necessarily, obviously, if you have this chip, then it could be the case that, you know, for one week only, you do need and want all of the premiums. But there could be a week where you've got a really like nice set of fixtures, but the players to have are your Jack Harrisons, for example, over Bruno. So Bruno might be playing, let's say for argument's sake, he's playing City, and he's got a record that's not great against City, but... Jack Harrison's playing whoever he scored two against last year. I can't remember who it was at the end of the season. He got 16 points. Like, he's got that fixture, and that's really good for him. You don't actually need to make use of that whole budget. So I don't know that it necessarily needs to be an unlimited budget. I think it just gives I, you the, I can see how... It's just, it gives, it's just gives you the option. Yeah, it gives you it gives just freedom you option, to do yeah. what you want, really. So it's and, like, it doesn't really... I don't really care who De Bruyne is playing. I'd pick him over Harrison, unless he's got, like, a ridiculously hard fixture... Like Harrison scores like five goals a season. De Bruyne gets about twenty assists and ten goals, like uh, against the best opponents. I don't think I would really care. Yeah. But like I- irrelevant to that, I'd be trying to pick it for a week where it felt like the best week. I yeah. agree. Like I would nece- I wouldn't necessarily spend. For example, like I may have Kane, Lukaku up front, but I may also have. Well, I'm just trying to think of. Uh, Tony, who's got a really plum fixture that week. Like, I'm not just going to have Vardy just because he's expensive. Yeah. But, like, you but that, can still, I mean, there's still though, more freedom in the chip. You don't necessarily need to spend the. Yeah, but you need more than 100 million. Yeah, probably. I think it gives you an idea of, like, because then you could have, like, you could go big at the back as well as big at the front. Like, you could have, yeah. You could have then that mixture of, like, because yeah. the thing is, you yeah. would have. So you don't have to have loads of 4 million enablers. Exactly. You, you have. could have, like, I don't know, a 5.5 million defender and not go, oh, that's going to cost me a bit more money, or, a, you know, a 6 million. Uh, like, you can like, effectively just wait for the big teams to have good fixtures. Wait for the big teams not to be playing each other and just wait for a week where it's basically Liverpool, Man United, Man City, Chelsea, and um, Spurs. Don't unless to like that's pretty optimistic to say all six don't play each other, but like where four don't play each other, and you just go right, cool. <laughs> I'll have three from each team, please. I'll have Salah, Trent, and Mane. I'll have Lukaku, um, 
Reese James and Alonso the way he's playing. Um, you know, and I'll have De Bruyne, uh, don't know, Ferran Torres maybe, Jesus, Kane, you Son. Have a, you have City playing Burnley at home. You've got Chelsea playing Norwich, and then you've got Liverpool yeah. playing Watford. Yeah, <laughs> <It's just> like... <laughs> and you're just like, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. No, I do. I do think it would be a fun chip, but uh, it, I think yeah, that's. I think that's the nice about it. Wait and see. It would just make it more fun. Like it would make it would make free hit fun. Where I'd look forward to yeah. playing it, not like oh, I've got to use it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't enjoy using the free hit because I just think it's shit. But if oh, I had a limitless, uh, why could go right? Out, okay, well, can we rank worst worst chips? Can we rank worst chip bench boost? Yeah, boost. yeah. I spent well, I about six weeks that. preparing for that bench boost. Obviously, COVID completely crippled it last season. But like that, that what bullshit. Like yeah. people talking about how much you, how you can optimize and get twelve points off the bench, you know mm, what? Not, fuck it. Not gonna I'll lie. just play it whenever I fancy it. Not gonna lie, the bench piece was my best chip last year, so yeah, I think got like hundred hundred and thirty or points or something. No, it was more. No, than you that, got you got like one hundred and sixty, nearly seventy or something yeah. last year. So I, I got to be honest, one hundred and forty to fifty. Sort of liked it. Last yeah, year. but the <laughs> problem is, the problem is, it depends how you're going to get out of it because you have to have playing players on the bench. You move towards having a squad that's yeah. not optimal from week to week. That's, You're making every transfer for like five weeks to say, "Who does he play during the bench boost?" Like I play. And I don't know how you guys. And we're obviously going on a bit of a tangent, but I play with a playing. I play the game with a playing bench anyway. I play with one, two playing players. Yeah. My keeper doesn't play. I and my have, last. Yeah, player I usually have, I have play. two like playing players, and then a third, which is like the enabler, which at the moment was Liveramento. Um, but yeah, like, but one even... who's like so cheap, it doesn't really like Simicast. Obviously, being at four mil, he is the cheapest defender mm. you could get. So at that time, um, obviously now it's become Liveramento, but um, that's what I mean. Sorry. Yeah, I still, I still think it may it influences your squad decisions a lot, and like it's easy to say, ah, oh, I got this many points, but it's hard to like measure how much impact that has on your squad getting into and out of that situation, and like it ties up multiple chips. And like it ties up like a wild card, and like it's really easy when you're top of the like when you're in the top one k to be like, oh yeah, well I'm gonna do this one more. When you're fucked in two millionth place, sometimes you just have to play your wild card, and like people who are like obsessing over whether they should play them. Because I remember sort of holding my wild card, thinking, oh I need to do it this time. Blah, blah, blah. It's like because of the bench boost. It's like no, just fuck the bench boost. Just just do your wild card because you're currently like in fourth million, four millionth, and then you're just you're never gonna get back from this. Well, like, would, would you? So by the sounds of it, you boys would get. Really- of all of the chips that we currently have because triple captain you inherently don't like captaincy so you wouldn't want no, that see the thing is Bench I like, I like the like. triple captain as an idea because uh, but maybe it's like so this transitions perfectly into our, a potential next uh, next one um, which I can quickly shall I quickly throw that out there before we carry on uh, yeah and, go on uh, yeah so basically so um, the next one then is from FPL Pup and his one was instead of having captaincy throughout the year you had five opportunities to captain a player and then you had one triple captain throughout the year. So instead of it being like a constant where you're just captaining players, there was you could go, I think this player's gonna go absolutely mental this week and so I just gonna I get I can use one of my captaincies throughout the season on him. So it was I what feel- he said is it removed effective ownership so much so but you also still had the fun of using the captain when you wanted to. Uh, I like the idea, still don't want the captaincy. <laughs> I feel I feel like that yeah, it doesn't really address either of your two's like disgruntlements with it. Like because for me, that would actually be worse because I would have to properly think about when I wanted to use it those five times. Whereas like 
week to week, yeah, I have to think about who I want to captain, but it's just there's less pressure on it. I would feel like because I've only got five times that I can captain someone, I would want to maximise it as much as possible. And so that kind of puts more pressure when I do play it. So I feel like if I was to just have a captain pick each week, I would prefer to have that than the five uh, five different times a year. I think I would prefer have like a chip, like, and I'm going to coin it star players. And like you play the chip and like for that week, your top three scoring players will have double points. So for a specific week, you can play it. So you, you don't have the like variance of you picking it. It just gets given. It just, it just, it's also assigned to the best three players. So if you've got like three really, really good, but particularly in a double game week, you're like, I'm going to double the points of three players in this, in this game week. Yeah. It's like a sort of, but there's no captaincy throughout the year. You just have that kind of like star player week and that would be exciting. You'd be like, right, I've got Bruno with two good fixtures. I've got, um, Salah with two good fixtures and I've got Kane with a good fixture. Like this could be huge if I if these three like perform like they should. And if not, then you get like a surprise player like Trent, for example, goes and gets eighteen points and you're like sick. Like I've I've just smashed it. Yeah. Because that was always one there was always I think there was one from last year when we did this and I think someone's mentioned that instead of having one captain in your team, you had a defender captain, a midfielder captain and a attacking captain, but they didn't it wasn't like double points, you got like a slight, mm. a slight, yeah, a slight addition, that, yeah. and then it gave you a little bit more like lenience on getting it right because you could then get, you know, Reese James after he's scored a goal and got an assist and got a clean sheet, but then you could also get Vardy when he's blanked or something like that. But at least, mm. but if you split the captaincy between them, then at least it gave you that would be interesting actually. So right, hear me out then. I've just had a quick think of thought about that. You get three captains. You get a defensive captain, a midfield captain, and a striker captain, and you get times. Two of the so you can you can times everything so you get times two, but you can split that between how you want. So you get, no way too complicated. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> like I mean, we're talking like you know, getting some sort of like mathematics degree to actually play the game. But yeah, so I I, I had a thought that I, I kind of like the premise of Josh's suggestion about star players, but a kind of having a bonus point system within your own team. So if you had three top performing players the top performing player would get three extra points on their score your second would get two and your third would get one so like you don't necessarily have double because that could end up being ludicrous but if you have like a small increase based on who scores best in your team then but then I guess you may as well just add six points to your score each week like it doesn't really matter yeah 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 unless unless you bench unless you bench your best players I guess so yeah but that wouldn't change. That wouldn't happen that often. But no. So yeah. So five caps a year and triple captain. One triple captain. Are we? Nay for me. No. Thank you, there, no. Peel, for, for the suggestion. I, yeah, I don't. I don't mind captain as an overall thing, but I think that would just increase my stress levels. So yeah. Okay. Well, we're on the current captaincy run. So do you want to continue with another captaincy rule change? Yeah, yeah, sure. Well. Cool. Happy to keep on shooting them down. So, <laughs> so um, we'll go with this one. FPL Stonks uh, suggested that having uh, once a year a vice captain captain's chip. So basically, um, once a year, if you your vice captain, vice captain, if your captain has blanked and your vice captain has absolutely destroyed it, then you can swap your captaincy one week to the vice captaincy. So, for example, I got Bruno and Antonio. You remember All Out Attack? Yeah, yeah, I, I love yeah. You that remember chance. how it was a bit shit because it didn't really do much. 
Yeah. I, I quite like that chip because, for example, there's been a couple of weeks so far that like I've only had two defenders that I want to play, and I've got so many playing strikers and midfielders. What? Like I, my team is. Oh, really, I see like, what you mean with the all-out attack. It was just yeah. like you got one more like forward player. Like you got to put two defenders. Like it was just like insignificant. I think for me, this one, I just, I just don't see the point of it. Like if I'm, but then you guys may disagree, which no, would be just, good because FPL Stonks will be saying this guy is just a dick, and I am. But like <laughs> for me, like I completely get that frustration. Like when your vice captain delivers and your your main captain doesn't, it'd be nice to switch it. But it's just like it's just like a sort of safety net as opposed to like an aggressive once. strategy. You need it once. It's not like yeah, but it. it's still a safety net. Like it's just like oh god, right? I fucked this. I got to know. It was, I can... it was a retrospective, wasn't it? So once you've got your score, you can yeah. switch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think I would prefer the other vice captain rule we've had suggested. That one. Uh, if we can possibly move on to it, is uh, from not so fancy football. Uh, would be to either remove vice captain altogether or change it so that you gain one point five. Uh, which I like slightly more. If we're if we're gonna say that we're keeping captaincy, which I know you boys don't want. No, no, we're, 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 no, we're, we're taking it. Yeah, for for record, guys, yeah. like the for the record, people who are listening, like please don't be insulted if I don't like you. I just hate captaincy, so I'm very <laughs> biased on these. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, it's probably not the worst chip in the world that's just been suggested. So, uh, it is useful, but I only see the use of vice captaincy when you're unsure if your player you're captaining is going to play or not. Um, Quite often the cases for so in more recent history, I've had you know trying to decide whether I want a captain Greenwood or Antonio. Both are very likely to start for their teams, so the vice captaincy is redundant on whoever I decide not to give the captain armband. So in my mind, it's almost like not worth having it. Uh, or if you're going to have it, then it, to do something, give them some sort of increase on the points that they're returning for you. Um, so I do like the idea of a 1.5 in that case multiplier. But in a world where we keep captaincy, I actually agree. Like yeah. the vice captain feels redundant at the moment, and it would be nice to like actually weekly for it to have a difference. Yeah, I would like if there was with what I would like. Yeah, I like that idea. Um, thinking only on challenges that, rounding. Well, th- yeah. But... Well, no, I don't need to talk about that. I don't. Who cares? Maybe round down. I don't know. Round up. I don't care. Um, on the vice captain bit though I think one thing that I would like potentially I'm not sure how easy obviously it would be ridiculously hard to do but if your vice captain sorry if your captain didn't start came on and so basically if your if your captain only scored one point but obviously if he, if he started and then got a yellow card and for example then obviously that wouldn't count but if he didn't start came, came on and didn't do anything then wouldn't it be possible to swap it to the vice captain as well so you know obviously if he doesn't play it automatically changes to the vice captain but do you think yeah. it should also change if he comes on for 20 minutes and does fuck all or comes off like a minute at the end of the game? Do you know what I mean? I think it should either change every time. I don't think you should have the option for it to only change if he does nothing. Well, it's like, If I'm he just... comes on and scores two goals, yeah. it should either switch off him or it should just The only problem with that is like, if it did switch off him automatically, then I'm just thinking of like when Salah came on and got... Was it that, like, but that's... that's, that's... That's the reality of that chip, then. Yeah, but then I mean, like, yeah. I don't think you should have an option. Like, well, you should I mean, be like, oh, no, I got it. Like, I mean, no, not an option. But I mean, it's like if it was a rule put in, like, if fancy, if FPL put in that. Yeah, but what's the what's what's nothing? Nothing is. So coming. does he have to score? Does he have to score less than a set? Is yeah, is an assist point. enough? One point. So if he if he comes on, and he only gets nah. one point, which is like a, a, an appearance point. 
then you yeah, I think change. I think for me, like it should be you should either if you're going to gamble on someone being a captain and he doesn't start, tough luck. Like that's yeah, why think, another reason why I hate captaincy. But yeah, seeing as yeah. we're keeping it, like it's it's like you you don't get like the luxury of but then getting again, away. But then because that, that's like, basically like a cover. It that's basically like you might as well just say, ah, oh, well, it should. Why doesn't it just switch to vice captain if they don't do very well? Like. It's a very, it's just a specific situation of that. Yeah, but I know, but like, but you talk about like, oh, so talk, picking a player that's potentially at risk. It's like, well, actually, that it happened to Salah against Palace, and no one expected him to be bench. Do you know what I mean? It's, I'm just sort of thinking it, of making you the then, game yeah, because well, to me, to me, then you just it takes away a dimension of the game because then you don't have to worry about that because you just go well. There's two outcomes here. I'll just go with Salah because he's got an eighty percent chance of starting. If he doesn't and he doesn't do anything, I'll get my vice captain anyway. But if he does come on, then I get rewarded. So basically, there's no consideration for whether you should pick a sure starter or not because you just go, who's most likely to score the most points if they score? I'll go with him. And if he doesn't start, then he'll either come on and score some points for me anyway, or I will get my vice captain. Yeah, yeah. I th- I don't I don't think you should be able to change it because the thing is, in the instance where we're saying that you get a one point five multiplier on your vice captain then your vice captain's still giving you a boost anyway. Mm. So obviously, yeah, it's frustrating that your captain's not getting, or if they are getting double, it's only minimal. But I think it's just one of those that it's inherent in the game, whether you have captaincy or not. If you've got a player in your team and you've targeted them for a particular fixture, or you haven't necessarily, but you've got them and you're thinking, oh, you know, Salah's got Norwich at home coming up. Whether captaincy's in the game or not, if he gets benched, you're still going to be pissed that he's not got in on the action of scoring. It's just he's not been duplicated and most people if they've got Salah in their team will be feeling that same frustration anyway so um, I don't think it's really solved. There is another one that's slightly similar from Jamster58 which is moving captains within a game week. Now I actually depending on the context did he give more context in the actual tweet? So basically um, again this is another thing from the Euro Fantasy uh, that we did Uh, obviously a lot of people did during summer and basically the idea is that obviously games aren't all played in one day. And so, yeah. for example, um, you have a game, you have a captain for um, the Saturday games. If he performs, you can stick on him. Or as the beautiful Twitter community found out, you could stick or twist. And you could then move to a Sunday game, for example. If there are Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday games, you could have a Friday game, then a Saturday game. And basically there's a deadline at the end of each game. Sorry, at the end of each evening where you can neither change. And there'll be like then a new deadline in the morning where you can stick or twist. Not for me. Um, <laughs> I, I think I like the concept kind of like stick or twist, but this is just adding more and more variance. Like, like you're just sort of like, ah, oh, well, okay, my captain did before. I'm going to gamble, or like it's just like basic. It is just like something gambling. Like you're just basically like, oh, you know, it is. But the the, stick or twist. It, it's like blackjack. It, the nice thing about it, it was really fun. So it's like, so um, the nice thing about it, obviously, it was in the Euros fantasy that basically, so if your captain doesn't. It gives you obviously more opportunities for a captain. So if the fact that you hate captains, but then you, you basically you get fun in the captaincy. It makes mm, you, gives you more uh, opportunities to get points. Maybe, but if you're playing Friday, Saturday, I'm not captaining. I'm not even thinking about the Sunday game. So I'm now getting three chances to game my captain right yeah. a week potentially. Could do. I don't. I don't. Yeah, but then think also, you could, like, like, there could be game weeks where all the game, like the last game day of the game, uh, last so game week thirty eight is always played at the same time. 
all at the same time. Yeah, day. I mean, the last game week. But, but like every other game week. Like a Saturday and a Sunday or... And a Monday, usually. You, like, almost well, most, always. Yeah, or then there's like the Tuesday-Wednesday games. Like, I mean, they're just Tuesday-Wednesday games. It's it's just strange to constrain it to a day. Like, so Saturday in the Premier League, Saturday has, what, eight games, Sunday has two, and Monday has one. Like, it's a very strange way to, like, have dictate that you can pick between seven games, then three, two games, then one. But then they Why also not split pick? it so the big games, so, like, you'll have the crap game of, like, I don't know, Brentford versus Southampton, which no one's going to really captain anyone on, on like the Saturday. Whereas then on the Sunday, you'll have the big game of like Man City versus so and so, or Man United versus so and so, or Liverpool playing so and so. Like the big games are always split up. So most of them are on telly, let's be honest. Um, and so therefore they're split to different days. And so you have the opportunity to go from maybe like Salah to Kevin De Bruyne, or it just gives you a bit of like opportunity. It also gives you an opportunity, like, so if you had a Friday game, like I'm talking, so if we're thinking, First game of the game of the season this this year, being like uh, Brentford versus Arsenal, you could have gone like Emil Smith Rowe. You could have someone a bit rogue, and it also gives you the opportunity to go for someone a little bit rogue and get points off someone that. So, for example, a couple of uh, weeks ago, no, probably no one's putting a captaincy on side Ben Rama, but you could have gone, oh, put put the captaincy on Ben Rama and see how he goes, and then he obviously pops off with a couple of assists and a goal, and you're like, ah, oh, shit, and then you can stick on him, or obviously he does nothing, does shit, and then you've got the opportunity to. So I think it just it. The nice thing about it is it will take away some of the effects of ownership because people are picking complete random picks of like, oh, let's just hope he picks off. Otherwise, I've got a safety net of Bruno on Monday Night Football. Mm, I don't like safety nets. Um, it's simply, I think it's just, again, well, defend, is, like And the thing is, if you go for someone really rogue and they don't perform, then you end up switching to Bruno and then everyone ends up on him anyway and then effective ownership comes in and bites you on the ass again and then you're back uh, at square one where uh, you don't like it. So. Unless unless Bruno doesn't do anything and then you've and someone else has picked a captain on Saturday where they've got two goals and an assist or who is completely rogue, like I don't know, Conor, Conor Gallagher, for example, for Crystal Palace. It's just basically it's basically you get two punts, say yeah, say the big game is on Sunday, which is common as you say and say there is a Friday and a Saturday game, or say the big game's on Monday, you basically get two punts a week to see if you can get a random captain right within your squad before you actually have to pick your captain. Like, there's just so much more variance. It's like, just like, I've just now got to look at my squad and just go, okay, right, uh, Trent. Okay, no, cool, right, da-da-da, no, okay, cool, right, well, I'll go with Antonio on Monday night because that's who I was always going to go with. I got two chances to create more variance and then finally I go with a captain choice I was actually going to go with already. I, I'm far more with in-game, in-game week movement, I've always felt that you should be allowed to do changes to your squad right up until when the player plays. I don't understand why that's not a thing. Because there's no harm in people being... Like, if Kane's play on Sunday and you've not got any injury news, why can't we just wait until Sunday and then make a change to the to switch, switch on, bring on a bench player if we find out Kane's not going to play? It's what they do in NFL fantasy, and it's far better. Like I think, I think being... they do it in. Is it in Sun they do it as well or no? No, Sun's just a like straight a straight eleven. Like you can even make you can even transfer in players in NFL that haven't played that game week up until the deadline of that game. But then you've got the so same difference fi- of what you said a minute ago. So fine, Kane's not starting. All right, I'm going to take yeah. Kane out of my team. Kane comes on and gets a brace. And yeah. you, so you didn't like that. I made that decision though. Oh, I don't well. have any safety net. Fair enough. I'm not a big fan. I've taken. I've put it that, that way. 
I put, but no, but you know, because you will know, because you'll know the team news. So like, you're basically taking a decision to say. So you can only transfer out players that haven't played, though, as I'm assuming. Yes, correct. Right. Okay. Okay. So right. you basically you've got limits. Like, you, so basically, for example, you you have a player that's playing on Monday night who's like one of your bench fodder, and you find out that Kane's not going to start, and you're like, shit. Okay. Do I transfer him out? And bring in someone else who's pl- who's going to play that game, or it adds a dimension of like in the game we can making decisions, but like there's no just sort of pot luck, like you don't just get to have punts at things. You have oh, to not, actually make uh, a decision. I may like, have I may have made it sound like a punt way of doing it, but it wasn't. It, that's not how it was played. My only issue really with the moving Katsy and then really with what you've just said is it means that you have to play this game way more than what you play at the moment. So. The issue is, is I have to check my team, like I have to edit my team three or four times a game week instead of making a game a team at the start. Like for example, everyone rules has, everyone casuals, has a, like, it it literally. Does, yeah. it, I'm not even well. It, it rules like casuals, but it also rules like like say for example, I decide to go on holiday for the week and I decide to go to the Lake District. I decide to go camping in the middle of nowhere in a field which has no signal. It's like I'm pretty pretty screwed, and especially with like. You know, the three of us are now playing it like relatively ser- well. Me and Cam are playing it relatively seriously. Josh has an all England side, but um, which is doing quite well now, actually. Um, well, well I think relative, relative, three million. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's sort of it. The only, my only issue with it. So when I was playing the Euros one, and obviously I was taking that really seriously, um, was that it made my game week more stressful because I was having to make captaincy changes continuously. Obviously, there's games every single day. That was my only issue with it. Um, yeah. Mm. Other than that, I, so I think the only issue. So I really, I really enjoyed it. It was really good fun, but it did make my game a lot more stressful. Um, whereas, if you don't, if you, you know, if you can't change your team at all and you just set and forget for the game, then at least you're sort of just stuck on it. And then if players don't play, then your bench players will come on. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's the same with the in play thing. Um, but yeah. like it's it's something that I feel takes out and as you you'll see a theme it takes out variance of having to guess lineups you can just find out the lineup and then set your team accordingly yeah Cam anything to add that one yeah I, I'm not a fan of the moving captains within the game week I think it just adds more unnecessary sort of layers like I do I'm totally with the sort of frustration of getting a captain pick wrong um but I just think the game's the game. Like, yeah. Um, and hence, th- we come back to point one. Get rid, <laughs> get rid of captains. <laughs> no, I'm all on board with that. I'm all on board with that. <laughs> um, I think there's some simple ones here that we can tick off. Um, at DT, DT Tonic Ben, um, remove price rises, gain the amount, it rises. So I'm assuming means that it's not this stupid thing where it goes up by point uh, two, but you only get yeah. point one in your pocket. Yeah. yeah. Um, no problem with this. You get a four-point hit for um, you get a four-point hit for making more than one transfer a week if you haven't got one pocketed or aren't playing your wild card. And there's only so many price rises in a week. Like on your wild card, yes, okay, you can piggyback, but all you're doing is piggybacking by double the value. Like no problem with this. I don't understand why everyone's like, oh yeah, but then people will chase prices. Okay, let them chase prices. You yeah, shouldn't be I punished mean- for price going down and then not be able to get that money back as quickly I did, I did see I can't remember if it was one of you boys I saw on Twitter but someone made the point that oh yeah you could end up 
by the end of the season with a team of Salah, Bruno, Kane, like all of the premiums because you've got so much cash in the bank. And I was like, okay, fair enough. But then at the same time, I'm also like, well, did, fair play to you if you've done... Yeah, did they have calculations did. behind that? I've no idea. I mean, thing, I, I personally have always hated the fact that you only get 0.1. Like I had Antonio from the start of the season... He's now worth seven point nine, and I only see seven point seven of that. Mm, yeah. It's super frustrating that you don't actually get the benefit of get because the thing was, Anto- everyone thought Antonio would do well, but it also wasn't guaranteed. It was a real risk because yeah. he isn't. He is very hit and miss. Um, like sometimes he's in inspired form as he has been at the beginning of this season, and everything he hits goes in, and then other times he can't hit a barn door, uh, and then you throw into the mix that he's super injury prone. Um, so the fact that we decided to go with him and it's now paid off, it feels like quite irritating that you can't actually then have yeah. ridden that wave and maybe shift on to Calvert-Lewin, who's a bit more reliable. I mean, the fact he's now 7.7, you probably could, but the point uh, remains. Yeah, that... I I agree. Like someone, uh, I would love to see if anyone's done the maths behind that, but like someone's saying, oh, you can have Salah, Bruno, De Bruyne, Lukaku. Really? Because I'm pretty sure the most highest value teams by the end of the season are like 115 million ish. Mm. I can't ever remember what they are. It's like okay, so it'll be 130 million, but then relatively anyone else's value has gone up. Say mine's gone up to 104, will it gone up to 108? Like it will have obviously created a larger difference. So my 108 versus 130 is now 22 million difference as opposed to the 11 million difference that would have been there. So what? Like I don't like they've they've picked better players for price rises than I have. If they strategically decided to go with price rises, that's a strategy. Like I don't. The thing is, the thing is as well that price rises doesn't necessarily. Co- I always used to think, oh well, yeah, if you've got the most expect, like if someone's risen in price, then it means that they're performing really well. But it doesn't actually. I mean, it's governed by the transfers, so people can get hyped up and transfer someone mm. in, and you have. 300,000 people transfer someone in, but it doesn't necessarily mean the next game week that they then go and score 16 points. Um, Like people can have a a really nice fixture coming up and think, oh, I'm going to get him in. And he goes up in price and then doesn't deliver. Um, And then they can shift him on the next week and have made the the benefit of kind of having got him in early, seen the benefit is price rise, but not actually necessarily made any points of him. They've just made capital in the bank. So... um, yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean that the people who have 130 mil set in the bank are going to be at the top of the league. Like, yeah, and I Agreed. think invariably they're not the people that end up winning the game. It's the ones who have the biggest yeah. team value. Yeah, about to say if you you chase by chasing price rise, all you do is affect your own game. So yeah, yeah, you can do it, but it wouldn't really. I can't see that much effect, and it would stop a lot of people getting frustrated with with yeah. certain price falls and price rises. Mo- moving on to another one that I think is just uh, why isn't it a thing uh, at Luandil underscore Majiki M-J-I-K-Y <laughs> Majiki <laughs> um, Timon on the drugs um, roll over a third transfer Timon yeah. I'm with you but yeah. I'm going to disagree with you roll over more why can't I just roll over as many as I want why does it matter oh, oh because some so because some casual will come back after 12 game weeks and have 12 transfers okay but they're probably doing shite, and if they're doing well, that's unlucky. Like tough, like they've 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 picked a better squad than you. I suppose the argument that people may make is that it's like it makes your initial squad. No, it doesn't actually. It doesn't make your initial squad any more or less important. Um, 
I just have you, no you problem want, with it. You always want to have the best yeah. team anyway, so it doesn't matter if you if you can build a team at the start which doesn't need any transfers for three or four weeks, then surely that's your own. Yeah, that's your own benefit. Like, well done to yeah. you. Congratulations. And the thing is, you don't even once you've accrued those three or four transfers, you don't you won't necessarily need to make use of all of them. And that at that time, like your your kind of design could continue for another two weeks. Uh, on the whole, not being changed, mm. and you only need to make one or two changes to it to kind of get it back to optimum. Um, yeah, it's always been something that yeah, I've I've thought at the very least we should be given a third transfer or a third week to a career transfer um, because you don't always need only two weeks to kind of kind of sculpt your team if you know what I mean. I remember the first time I got stung by this, I just assumed that yeah, you could accrue transfers week on week, or I thought that the limit was three, and I'd had a team scoring loads of points for three weeks or so. And I wanted to, at that point, then change it. But I waited for the deadline to pass and then went to make my transfers because I had a plan in mind found to only find that I had two left. So my team had performed perfectly for the amount of time I wanted it, but I was hamstrung by the fact I couldn't yeah, make you're basically, the changes I wanted to. You're basically getting punished for having the right squad. Like, you get punished for being in a good position. It's like, I've got two transfers. I don't want to make any transfers. Jacob Murphy I don't want to get punished. I don't want to get punished for... No- <laughs> I don't want to make any transfers. I've I've ran out of England players to choose from. Like I've literally, <laughs> like I don't think you should. So it creates almost it narrows the gap between someone who's not taking it very seriously and someone who is because the person who's taking it seriously can't almost put themselves in a position to accrue loads of transfers, so five, so they can play a mini wild card. Whereas someone who's like not doing very well can just be making a transfer a week and they just slowly catch up. The thing so, yeah. is, the likelihood um, as well of you being able to accrue enough transfers to have an effective wild card is like yeah. nigh on yeah. impossible. Like, yeah, because people the, can't the, wait that long. No, and the thing is, the the way the fixtures go and the way players' form mm. goes, more importantly, means that invariably you're going to have to transfer someone out sooner mm. than the eleven weeks it will take to get a full wild card. Well, yeah. fifteen to get a full wild card. So, um, yeah, I think there's really not any downside that i can see to having more transfers accruing it would definitely yeah. make the yeah no it definitely make the game more fun as well because then when you did a rage transfer of just because you felt like it it wouldn't actually affect you as much potentially so you could just rage mm. transfer in someone when you've got four or five transfers and you go yeah but i can do that so i can just I can, Tom's I can, just thinking about wanting to rage transfer in torres whenever necessary yeah i, well, I, just, need to, I just need to justify it really i need to justify my reasoning for doing it i've so got it, loads left i need to justify um, i need to justify it after after 70 minutes into the leicester game yeah uh where do you want to go next because we're i'm just thinking oh wait, no yeah i was trying to think if there's a theme there isn't really and there are a couple that i really want to discuss and i'm on board with holding midfielder points from pete liggin at pete liggins um, oh, sorry, Pete Liggins. It's not a singular. Um, uh, Pete, go and play another game. <laughs> I'm gonna be brutal. Like this is what this is the thing is that the thing about this is like I agree with Pete on this. I absolutely could, I couldn't agree more. But the problem with this is like it just doesn't do enough. the The system doesn't do enough generally. Never mind holding midfielders. It doesn't reward tackles, interceptions for defenders either. It doesn't uh, uh, like a reward key passes. It does in the bonus point system. Mm. And to be fair, the centre defensive mids get bonus points from their pass percentage completion um, and tackles, but it's very small. You need you would need to tear up the whole system, in my opinion, for holding midfielders to start to score. Um, 
Can I give a, can but, I give yeah. a reason of how, how this could change then? That I think it could, it could be a benefit. Though you'll see a lot more points, but it would be, I think, a good way to get holding midfielder points in as well as keeping a bonus point system. Is that basically, so change the bonus point system that it's not the top three players that are given bonus points. There's levels of the bonus points you have to reach to get a certain amount of points. And so players like, for example, let's talk Kante, because he's always the one that everyone talks about. By doing so many interceptions, by recovering the ball so many times, he goes up the bonus point system. And then when Lukaku scores a goal, he doesn't get wiped off the bonus point system, even though he's had an absolute worldy game. So you mean you have to so adjust example, the amount say, of bonus points for each for each act? So yeah, so basically what we have is that you have so if you get from if you get above twenty bonus point system, you get one point. Forty would be two. Sixty would be. And so if you, right, so okay. if, you were, if you were Lukaku and scored four goals, then obviously we'd have, you'd have to adjust the goal scoring one because obviously then you'd get strikers who score four if they scored a hat trick. You'd literally they'd literally get like ridiculous amounts of points. I suppose I suppose you've just made a point though is that you'd have to tear up the system entirely. Yeah, absolutely. But I think that's a way to tear up that instead of so because you always find that basically what happens is a striker will score and they get a stupid amount of bonus points for scoring a goal and then that wipes off players who've played really well, but. I've always felt there's two ways around this is the bonus point should go to match rating from a designated source, say Opta. I don't know who they work with and that the bonus point should go to the top three performing players. Lee, Lee Dixon can uh, just give out the, the match ratings every single time. <laughs> or you just, you can give like, I've always said that there should be a plus two for man of the match. Mm. And like, yes, that's going to like... Um, really hammer home when you've got a captain on someone who gets a, cap, a hat trick because they are then going to get plus two as well so it really does Stinks. add to that <laughs> but a lot of the time it is actually like a holding midfielder or a defender who gets the plus two and it's nice for people to just get recognition um I, I, I am being sort of serious though when i say if you want to have that level there are other fancy games that do it to that level yeah, i just don't think we'll uh, yeah, I just don't think we'll ever get there. And as much as I would love to see holding midfielders get um, a dynamic involve like involvement as well, it's just and they are probably they are the one position that really miss out. I mean, centre mids miss out as well. Um, but like, unless you've got yeah, Stewie Dallas. Yeah, of course. Unless you're Stewie Dallas, and then you can play whatever the fuck you want. You can still do it. Um, but yeah, I I agree with Pete. I just think how they would do it without tearing up the whole rule book would be quite tough. Unless, as I say, you do match ratings or a man of the match and sometimes it'll go to the uh, holding midfielder. But it wouldn't be enough for you to like bring in a holding midfielder over somebody scores, would it? No, but well, yeah, we it... talked about this last year um, because we were talking about, you know, defenders. Because we were saying, you know, goalkeepers get points for saves um, and stuff. And we were saying, oh, could defenders and or holding midfielders get points for interceptions or tackles or clearances or whatever um but like you've just said josh it would require kind of really rejigging the whole thing mm. to introduce it the, you may as well just have a different game the alternative that you have is that you then split it into sent into attacking midfielders and defending midfielders so you've then got but that's again that's completely changing the, mm. the game so as in like you would literally have like three attacking midfielders and two defender midfielders yeah. and they would score differently so clean sheet points would be higher for defending yeah. midfielders but goal scored would be higher for attacking midfielders yeah um, yeah it's complicated yeah basically so if you want but I like the idea then, if you want to the next one um so from fpl blonde um remove maximum of three players per team do it yeah why not i don't i've never really yeah. understood that as a no. thing like it's your own risk if you want to bring in 
five players from Liverpool and then their fixture changes horribly, then that's your own risk, isn't it? So Yeah. People are going to say like, oh yeah, but then everyone's going to have the same players. Go and look at the top... Actually, maybe I should check this before saying it. You know what? I'm confident enough I'm going to say it anyway. Go and te- check the top scoring players and tell me how many teams they're from. I'm just thinking of like Antonio of Ings has started quite well as well. And last yeah, Larice just randomly chilling. Like, there's loads of there's loads of different teams like in there. Like, granted, it's hard to like get those kind of like uh, people don't really have that many different teams anyway. Like, no, it's not, in it's terms not, of how yeah. many they're, they're always picking from the like the top six, and then they have a few fillers. So, I just I love this. Um, right, we'll move on swiftly then. <laughs> um, from Lewis Browning, um, assist points for the player even when he scores. So currently, player gets assist points if they don't take the penalty. But then, why doesn't the actual player who's taking the penalty get the assist points? For example, it's, if he then misses the penalty, he then gets minus points, but he hasn't got any points for the assist. This was something we so talked about. I'd, I'd say if well. we change it to like winning a penalty rather than assisting a penalty. No. Yeah, well, if you get a this... you get a huge advantage by having pen takers in your team. Like we don't need to give them more by actually giving them the the benefit of getting points if, even if they miss it. Uh, no. Yeah. Sorry, I'll going to quickly jump on that. No, I agree with you on that bit. I do think that the player should be given points for winning a penalty if they miss the penalty, though. Sorry, so not the striker, but for example, say Jack Grealish wins the penalty and then Maris takes it and Maris misses it, then I think Jack Grealish should get the points for winning it's a penalty. A, it's, it's a very specific thing to suddenly just decide to give. What about a goal line clearance? Why not give bonus points for that? Well, the thing is as well, like just you opinion. wouldn't say, uh, you know, <laughs> let's say the Bruyne players are splitting through ball. Sterling is one on one with the keeper, or goes round the keeper, and all he has to do is roll it into an empty net, and he somehow slips and misses. You don't still want to give De Bruyne the assist for playing a worldy ball, um, and because Sterling's then stepped up and fluffed. They've it. they've created a big they've created a big chance. Yeah, that's effectively mm, what true. they've done. As uh, yeah, it can makes a good point. If someone crosses it in and they've got an open net from six yards to head it in and they miss it, it's as equally frustrating as someone missing a penalty when you've got could have could have got the assist yeah. points. Maybe give them. A it's just one. It's just. You have to take a step back and be like, I'm looking at this through a fantasy lens and I'm just frustrated that my player hasn't got an assist because someone else has fluffed the penalty. That's just you. That's just life with fantasy. When they miss a penalty, they've not scored a goal, so you don't get an assist. It's weird because I, I, feel, I feel like, you know, if someone wins, maybe maybe a free kick, but, you know, that is a very subjective thing. But I feel like, you know, maybe they should be awarded uh, assist points because you do have bullshit assists in the game where someone takes a shot, it rebounds and is saved and then someone knocks it in and that's only really bullshit when it's someone else that you don't have in your team and is benefiting other people because when it happens for you, you're like, oh buzzing, I've got another three mm. points um, so yeah it, it's, a, well, it's not that difficult but I just I think it's very subjective I don't, I did, it was something that I was really for last time we spoke about it but kind of as I thought it over a bit I'm kind of like doesn't really make any odds you know if you're if you've got someone taking a penalty and they're scoring well they're still it's just a very specific it's a very specific scoring mechanism that doesn't exist anywhere else in the game it's Mm -hmm. the fact that someone goes over and gets a penalty who's not a penalty taking you're cool i've scored points no matter what happens no it doesn't it doesn't happen anywhere else in the game 
like clean sheets are not guaranteed, like unless they obviously get subbed off. Yeah. But like the like you get you guaranteed got... points for it for doing nothing basically. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I see that. Okay, I um as 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 we normally go, I'm not a proud man, so I completely take back what I said. And uh, no, <laughs> I don't think you should get assist points for. Uh... I don't know, I'm going to say I'm going to go completely the other way. I'm going to say you shouldn't get points at all if you get a penalty. Fantastic. Well, <laughs> mate, you fell over in the box. Get up, you big girl. <laughs> On the next one. Yeah. Um... Well, yeah. yeah, the next one is kind of something we've really sort of talked about, or the general premise, but um, it's the reverse chip from at Maxi Arsenal. Lol, Arsenal. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, what's your thoughts? Reverse chip. No, I don't like it at all. Do you reckon it means like reverse who you have to support? No. I think <laughs> <laughs> Max, I'm sorry, mate. <laughs> Go back to birth and be like, I want to be so. Um, I think it's uh, if you bring someone in and either they get injured or something. No, like it's that um, it's basically like well, what you were saying that so if you played a wild card and it went to absolute shit, or if you used your free hit and it was absolutely terrible, or if you used triple captain and it didn't work out, then you could use the reverse chip. So if you did it on a wild card, you got your team that you had before the wild card. Nah. <laughs> I, I I would be more inclined to accept this. You bring someone in because, uh, yeah, you bring someone in, they get injured in training in the week and then undo the transfer. So it's not totally wasted. I mean, that's borderline whether I would want that to happen. Yeah. But if you can you, fix that. If you fuck with... up playing a chip or doing something, then you just got to wear it. Like, it just happens. You can fix that within game transfer, in, in week transfers anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of that one, to be honest. Because I just don't think it just adds. Because then you'd end up just. Playing, I, you start I understand where it's coming going, from. Like, is my wild card more points, or did my old team get more points? And I'm trying to figure that out. Yeah, I also I understand as well. Like it is really frustrating when you mess up a chip. I obviously spent five weeks working towards my bench boost last season for Southampton. Literally, who was it? Who was the team that screwed me over? So like Farsley or something. Like oh, it was um, a team. This is the Spurs. The Spurs postponement. Yeah, who got and then because someone got like a team got COVID, uh, who were like insignificant, and then and then and then Southampton had to play them on a different week, which meant they couldn't play in the double game week. So Leeds Southampton didn't happen, and I had Leeds and Southampton players, so I lost out on like four double games, and everyone else gained Shrewsbury Town. Shrewsbury, and then everyone else gained like four doubles because Aston Villa then played double the next week or something because the because of the movement of the the Saints fixture. Basically, what happened was I got screwed over, and I really did want I would love to have reversed that, but realistically, like that's just yeah, that's just unfortunate. Yeah, not that he's bitter or holding on to it at all. No. <laughs> um, so it brings us to our final one. Um, Higher prices for premium players from at Al Hayner three five seven seven or Ian. <laughs> uh, I've I think I think the pricing's about right. Yeah. Also, if you do the um, if you do the points per million, I think you'll find that there's people who outperform the premiums every year. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm happy with the pricing. Like when when Salah was thirteen that year, that was a stretch for me. Like I didn't feel there was a need to go any more, anything above that so mm. yeah I think his idea was that you basically have to find value in other players basically around the premiums so it sort of price you out of having too many premiums but for me on that really it's like two you could, it's up to you really so like people play with three premiums at the moment two premiums one premium and they split mm. their cost however they want to and they can find uh, you know there's player there's obviously different ways to do it and you'll find that it's one year they'll be 
three or four premiums absolutely smash it and there'll be another year where one or two do it and there'll be another year where Hyunmin Song comes in at 9.5 million and always hits 200 points again so um, what what's important is that the prices are at the right level like you can make everyone double the price as long as relatively they all are scoring because if Salah scores 250 points at 12 million right or 12.5 million and this is when it becomes more interesting as captain because then if you don't have such a sure captain like that's what, another reason you pick these guys but if he's 12.5 million he scores 250 points and someone scores 180 points at 8 million if you add on 50 put in 50 percent of that it's 90 270 basically the the 8 million players actually outperform Salah per million math um so like in in theory if you you're just trying to find the best points per million I'm just because like, that's how you everyone at home like that woman who's got the algebra floating around her. Head. <laughs> <laughs> or the, or the, um, or the, the guy where he like, goes from over, like, with all the question marks around his head like what? <laughs> yeah the Alan from the hangover scene. Yeah. Um, like uh, yeah I just think it, it just it just makes sense the the as I say if you remove captaincy then you remove almost a need to have as many premiums as well. Um, I just think the problem the reason that people aren't able to People will be there going, well, why doesn't everyone just pick a load of eight? Why don't they just pick 12, 8 million, 8.5 million players? I think 8.5 times 12 is, is 100 or something. But like, why don't they pick 8.5 and then just go with those? Because if they're the best points per million, it's because it's really hard to find the best 8.5 million player. Whereas with the 12.5 million player, they're that for a reason because they consistently perform every season. So in a way like it, it just doesn't matter essentially like just as long as that differential's there in terms of relative price there we go that's it yeah, that, done that's all the rules so i mean i think we have to say a massive shout out i mean we've listed them all as we've said their rule but thank you to everyone who did get involved with submitting their their ideas this week we might have shat all over them but we do really appreciate it yeah <laughs> um, I, yeah i hope um, people don't take offense like i i have my opinions but they are just one man's opinions like i don't actually think any of these people have made bad suggestions no. inherently um can we just, can we uh, in fact actually or? i pretty much agreed Go with on. all of them barring the captain's ones yeah because i hate captains it's true can we put a disclaimer as well that we have absolutely no influence from the official <laughs> fpl towers so Fish left PL Towers, if you are listening, then listen to what we've said. But we yeah, have absolutely uh, zero influence. I mean, also, disclaimer I'm shy to fancy football, so I don't really give a shit what <laughs> I actually think of these rules. Like, these, it really these doesn't are just affect the your reasons of a bitter man who's trying yeah. to claw back some points by week after building an all England team and immediately regretting it. I don't regret it at all. I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just can't believe how good England are. Like, this is what I mean. Like, this is I'm having that 8.5 million problem. There have been so many good England players this season. I have failed to pick any of them. Like, apart from Antonio, it's well, crazy. Just to finish it off on this week. Um, so uh, obviously, if you haven't listened to our game week four preview, you can listen to that. That's still obviously on all every single podcasting streaming site that you're probably listening to us right now um but yeah you can go back to listen to game week four if you haven't listened to game week four yet um obviously we've got game week four coming up um have you wildcarded as i've seen a lot of people have done no i haven't what you haven't i haven't, I haven't got enough people to choose between to wildcard so <laughs> josh is just waiting for his third transfer just so he can uh build a team in <laughs> no, no i think i'm gonna i'm gonna hold it um and see i think what happens yeah there's, there's too many unknown quantities to be jumping straight straight away but um 
Yeah, I mean, what about you? I'm assuming no. No, no, I haven't, no. So, but we'll be back next week, obviously, with yeah. Game Week 5 preview. Um, well, if you want to join our league as well, I may as well put that in. We always may as well, may as well put it yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, might as well. If you want to join our FPL Dummies podcast league, uh, the code is UEVAGU, and I'll add it to the description as normal. Um, yeah, and you can come join us and see how you fare against um, two dummies and one All England team dummy. Um, yeah, and then you can just thr- and please feel free to throw insults at me on Twitter. I'm more than open to it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, that's and, what I was uh, going to say. As and, well. like, thanks for everyone engaging and kind of giving the the the, um, the suggestions. But equally, if you disagree with anything we have said, or equally agree, like just kind of yeah, get in contact with us and let us know. For example, what was the captain one we were talking about? Uh, oh, getting rid of it altogether. Please let us know what your thoughts are on that because. It'd be really interesting to see what the general consensus is. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm FPL Dummy Cam. Then we've got very simply FPL Dummy Josh, FPL Dummy Tom, and then the main account is FPL by Dummies. So yeah, get get at us on Twitter. Um, Come at me, bro. Yeah, and remember, <laughs> and, and remember if you haven't listened to a, an episode a few weeks ago, uh, Cam is a lineup in the know for every single team in the entire Premier League. Um, and so if you do want to direct message yeah, him with my DMs. team team newses, then then feel free to just bombard him with messages about you know whether Jacob Murphy's starting or Reed well yeah. what's he, what's he um, looking at? apparently, he, I heard apparently you have ex- oh go on I, I heard you have exclusive news as to whether Ronaldo's starting yeah I told you me and, me and Fabrizio we're like this and I'm doing yeah. a, a type sign for those who can't see uh, and what do people need to pay you to find out if he's starting um, the, what do you still need for your house the standard subscription fee is £5 per week um, okay. and yeah if you just send that to my PayPal then I'll the, get back to you <laughs> the, the FPL dummy Cameron patron is starting soon he's branching away from us very quickly um, I do also hear that he knows he knows if um, Firmino's been injured or not so whether Jota will be starting for the next 12 weeks yeah I'm, I am the Oracle so um, yeah be sure to join us next week to find out uh, who got scammed and who didn't but yeah until then enjoy the rest of the international break and we'll see you next week cheers all bye